Good morning. My name is Rick Tolliver, and this is Freedom Road Unchained Podcast. On Fridays, I share my uh, my book that is in process. Uh, it's entitled World War Us, Guardian Angels, and uh, it is a fictional work. Uh, however, its uh, characters are based upon real people and uh, real families and real experiences. And obviously, we have to be creative when it comes to describing the relationships between the angels and the humans and uh, other other actions and activities and goings on. Uh, but the scriptures are uh, pretty revealing about a lot of things in regard to angels. And uh, I've listed all the scriptures for reference in the introduction to my book. And uh, this book is still uh, still raw. Uh, I'll be sharing it for quite some time. One chapter, or sometimes two chapters a week, every Friday morning. And then it will be released on the podcast before noon on Fridays. Uh, that's the plan anyway. So, uh, uh, I will, uh, share, share, I will share this morning. Sorry, I got interrupted there and, uh, have to deal with the issue here. I see pretty soon, but that's okay. God's in control and that's for sure. All right. Uh, let's, uh, Let's just begin with chapter two. Last Friday, I shared chapter one, and we're going to move right on in to chapter two. And uh, I will uh, begin. The title is Andrew and Jacqueline. Andrew, if you remember from last week's chapter, the opening chapter of the book, Andrew is Miss Jacqueline's assigned guardian angel and uh, he is he is devoted to her and uh, we're going to begin now with this with this relationship obviously she doesn't know him but he knows her and uh, so here we go Andrew and Jacqueline chapter two from World War me well, I'm sorry World War us guardian angels so Andrew was fascinated with his new companion, Jacqueline. She appeared to be like other human children that he had watched over during the many centuries of his service to the king. Except this one was being targeted by the enemy with particular ferocity and hatred. Guardian angels are given an information packet with each new assignment with basic but helpful information regarding their human. This little girl would become a young mother and have six children. One little girl would go to heaven at birth. The other five would become warriors for, for heaven. Each would have a distinctive purpose for the kingdom of God, but different paths of service. Jacqueline was the conduit for, for these five warriors for Christ. In his information packet, there was a note which read, Mighty Prayer Warrior. So Andrew was given the key to the importance of Jacqueline's life on earth because of her unusual gift of power through prayer and total trust in the Father through the Son, Jesus, she can move mountains. 
By her faith, she was saved and promised a place in heaven and her children also. Through the years, she prayed for her children individually and collectively, applying the powerful faith that God had placed in her through the abiding of the Holy Spirit. It never occurred to her that God would not answer her prayers for her children. Her faith was outstanding, rare, and productive. For many years, Jacqueline's life was without God. She was raised as a child in a home with not very much God at all. She was married at age 15 and escaped her home life. Unfortunately, the man that she married was like her, broken and godless. After the honeymoon, they settled into a routine like most couples do. Her husband worked hard and kept food on the table and paid the rent. When Jacqueline was not having children, she worked factory jobs also to help out with the finances. The couple was codependent on each other for all the wrong reasons. There were no godly attributes in their marriage, and it showed. Her husband was an alcoholic who bordered on insanity when he was in his addiction. Her greatest fear was that she could not protect her children. She clearly needed help, and a lot of it. But there was no family member or friend or church to reach out to reach out to that could really offer much assistance. From her desperation, pain, and fear, she ran to Jesus. She found a love that she could never that she had never dreamed existed. She chose to rise from her pit of despair and chase God. She caught him. She soon accepted him as her hope, promise, and Lord. She was given the Holy Spirit to abide in her and show her all of God's blessings and promises and the power of prayer. Things would be different now. That concludes chapter two. It's kind of a short chapter, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, share chapter three. We'll move right into it. It uh, is entitled, Andrew Steps Up, chapter three of World War Us, Guardian Angels. All right, so here we go. Upon Jacqueline's acceptance of Jesus Christ as her personal Lord and Savior, her guardian angel, Andrew, shifted gears. Up to this point, the situation required him to be somewhat passive in his guardianship role. His designated responsibility was to protect Jacqueline. However, until she was saved, born again, and sanctified property of Almighty God, Andrew had no serious standing in the home and had to allow demonic forces their freedoms to reign terror in the lives and hearts of this family. This dispensation of time and history has been ceded to Satan and his hordes of demons, or fallen angels, to control the earth and its inhabitants. Pride and rebellion brought about sin, separation, and eternal punishment on one-third of the members of heaven and all of humankind. However, because mankind was created in the image of God himself, that is, three parts, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and with man, flesh, spirit, and soul, God chose to give grace and offer mercy to his children. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, was willing to die a horrible, undeserved death 
and take the sins of all mankind upon his perfect self to pay for man's sins. The blood of the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, covers all sins of people who ask for forgiveness and declare Christ as their Lord and Savior. They are born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, and given a new life. The dynamics in Jacqueline's home had dramatically changed. Upon her confession of faith and acceptance of Christ, God had given, pardon me, God had gained a foothold in her home. The Holy Spirit would be a new family member and make a difference in everyone's life. The demons who were formerly in control of the family and their lives were now challenged and somewhat limited by the presence of God. They were irate and literally having fits of rage. Yet probably, you, pardon me, you probably haven't seen a serious fit of rage until you've seen a demon go bonkers. That's a big ha-ha. As has been their custom for centuries, they took out their rage on God's children. Fallen angels and even their master Satan have no power over God or God's angels. They do fear God and know the eventual outcome and demise of their fate. It is sealed, a done deal. However, they do not know the exact time frame in which they will be brought before God for eternal judgment. So they are compelled to live to the fullest evil possible during the time they have remaining. While contriving to take as many of God's children to hell with them as possible, they obviously live in total denial and foolishly trust their great leader, the devil, to somehow save them in due course. They are cursed and condemned, and there is no going back. They are totally dedicated to the insane task at hand, and they are good at what they do. However, even during this, during this season of demonic rule upon the earth, God is still ultimately in control, and he's all-powerful. They can only go as far as he allows. He will not allow them to steal the bride of Christ, the church. But they war against God and his guardian angels of those who will become members of the body of Christ, as though they could prevent even one from accomplishing God's perfect will. So Andrew is now faced with a fierce attack by demons and demonic forces committed to minimizing Jacqueline's influence upon the rest of the rest of the family. New believers are particularly at risk during the early days of their, of their new life, be, before they have roots and have built their faith as reliable and totally trustworthy. The devil knows this and desperately tries to offer them whatever their flesh desires to come back to him. However, for those that choose rightly and surrender to God Almighty, there will, they will not be stolen from the hand of God. Andrew is no longer in a defensive posture. He is aware of a major offensive by the enemy in the making. They are truly scared of this little woman, barely five feet tall, and will not be able to tempt her, seduce her, or otherwise easily separate her from God. She is basking in the light of her Savior, Jesus, Son of God. She had never known true love and would not go back to where she came from. She had exercised the one thing she had power over, her right to choose, and the anchor would hold. 
So through her faith and submission, she was safe and secure in the arms of Jesus. She would be oblivious to the ensuing war going on around her in the spirit realm. That is the way the Lord has designed things. Of course, there are parallel of course, there are parallel dimensions. On earth, there are two interactive, natural and supernatural, flesh and spirit, coexisting. The natural cannot see or be part of the spiritual. The supernatural is allowed to interact with the natural. They have been given temporary authority over the earth. Without godly enlightenment, humankind would never be aware of the existence of the parallel dimension. Only through the Bible, God's word, are we allowed to receive the truth that will set us free, to be made aware of our hopelessness and helplessness without a heavenly Savior. Once we engage the Bible, receive Christ as our personal Lord and King, then we are filled with the Holy Spirit and choose life over death. We are then allowed to be children of God and become aware of what we could not formally comprehend. We still cannot physically see the other dimension and its inhabitants, but we don't need to. God has his reasons. We are not yet in spiritual bodies or of that realm. We couldn't handle it, and we wouldn't fit in. We will get there in due course. Until then, and always, God's got it. That is the conclusion of chapters 2 and 3. And... Uh, we, we are getting a uh, pretty good dose of insight into the dual world that we are a part of. Uh, there are two dimensions. The Bible describes the spiritual realm as well as a physical, physical world. And uh, so we are, we are uh, being enlightened a little bit. Uh, again, it's all based upon biblical knowledge and truth. And uh, so that's where we're at. Uh, next Monday, I will share uh, a chapter from my first book, World War and Me, uh, an inspirational memoir. And uh, I think that uh, for those of you that are involved, you're, you're probably getting into it. And those of you that haven't tried it out, check it out. Uh, it's pretty refreshing. It's real. It is my testimony, the testimony of my life. And uh, it's a little, little abrasive in places, but so is life. It has a great ending. <laughs> okay. So I want to encourage you to have a great weekend. Go to church. Uh, hang out with believers. Uh, iron does sharpen iron. And uh, it works if you work it. So I'm going to leave you with this with this encouragement, and you can take it to heart if you choose to. Easy does it.